Welcome to the Koji Podcast, episode 11. Today we have David, my brother, and our co-host Joshua Spinoza. And today is about the rule of life, penance, part two. So, if you don't, if you don't watch the first part, then get out of here. And get, go back to the last podcast, and then come back here. And then you're welcome. Come back here when you're stronger, not when. And without further ado... Let's get into it. Okay, who wants you to don't show the book. Okay, who wants <laughs> Who wants to start this one? Uh, I D- David should start since she's a special guest. You want me to start or no? Yeah. Okay. Where do I read? First paragraph. First two paragraphs because the first one is small. Mm. Yeah, the first one. Okay. So, talk number six: our rule of life, penance. As from the fact of sin, we Christians claim no exception. So, from the obligation. Um, to penance, we can seek no exemption. Three forms of penance. As we observed in the last chapter, the essence of penance is not bodily suffering in itself. Our bodily mortification is authentic only when it is enlivened by repentance. That is the rejection of sin and of all that could distract us from God. And the desire to make amends for our past offenses against Him. Penance, then, is not so much about pain as it is a question of loving God more than ourselves. Nevertheless, if it is to be real, this spirit of interior repentance will be seen in our outward outward actions. How then is penance expressed? The Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches in paragraph uh, 1434, the interior penance of the Christian can be expressed in many and various ways. Scripture and the Fathers insist above all on three forms, fasting, prayer, and almsgiving, which ge- which express conversion in relation to oneself, to God, and to others. These three forms of doing penance, um, fasting, prayer, and almsgiving form the basis of our rule of life. Okay, so... Wait, wait. Okay, yeah. What's penance? Penance is the bodily mortification to... We pay for our sins, but the only way that it is authentic if it's if it's enlivened and living by repentance. What does enlivened mean? I guess it means like it um, makes it it gives it value. Yeah, it gives the penance value. Oh wow. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Like if you if you just um do penance because you're forced to or something it doesn't really count. No, sorry. Sorry, bro. But or if you're doing, if you're doing penance just to lose weight. <laughs> yeah, those, or fasting. I mean. Yeah. It's like penance as a VIP pass. Oh, sorry, this is invalid. It's like I can do 100 push-ups every day, and um, and that's my penance. And you get jacked. <laughs> 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 like. <laughs> anyway, so fasting, prayer, and almsgiving are the basis of the rule of life. Mm-hmm. So we're pretty much what's called suggesting the rule of life. For people to start during Lent. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Well, I, I do want to say really quick. So then, um, I think it's important to note that when you fast, when you do prayer, and when you do almsgiving, you have to do it like thinking of all the sins that you've ever committed, and um, and you're doing all of it in reparation for everything that you've done against God and your fellow Christians. <clears throat> Fasting and abstinence. Fasting is the most common and best known form of bodily penance. It is found throughout the Old Testament and continues in unbroken tradition into the New. In the Gospels, our Lord himself both encourages us to fast and teaches us how to fast. We read that he went out into the desert to fast and pray for 40 days. We read too his command, And when you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward, but when you fast, anoint your hand and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by men, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. From this example and others, it is clear that Christ expects his followers to fast. Abstinence, for example, abstaining from flesh meat, is is also a tradition that goes back to the earliest times of the church. So like, um... So like it said, and when you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, where they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by men. Like it's like showing off. Like oh, I'm fasting, I'm so holy, you know. Like you may not say that exactly, or even anything a little close to that, but you're just saying you're just, you know. Oh, I'm fasting, you know. Have you ever done that before? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like the weird thing that we were talking about before is that. Like fasting, it's almost like, like when that the person that wants to like brag about their fasting, it's almost like the the people that brag about uh, staying up late. Like it's not really anything like like nobody really cares. Yeah, I guess. but just in your head. Look, I like, can't. I can't. That's you, true. Like I usually, can't. it's just all in your head. Like nobody cares if you fasted. Like, you know, <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like what? Oh, uh, well, back then, I guess no. I mean, back then it was like now, years. like nowadays, it's kind of like no, no, but it's you're sti- fasting. <laughs> why, are you, why are you fasting? Have a pizza. <laughs> no, yeah, but like, but even I mean, it does still happen to us now that, but like we still feel that you know feel like doing. Like well, I guess we like like, like, like for me, like whenever I'm fasting, I'm like oh, I'm fasting, and I feel like so holy, <laughs> so holy. But um, but anyways, it's it's like it's like the lesson is saying is that um, it has to be interior. It's um, it has to do with repentance from your sins. And, okay. And wait, so, hold on. Let me just say that that um, that bragging about um, not getting any hours of sleep or very few hours of sleep. Who brags about that? Yeah, I know. It's like if anything, you should brag about getting hours not, of sleep. No, everybody. A lot of people brag about that. Like you know, when we were kids, we would say. I didn't sleep last night or something like that. Oh yeah, or like I didn't eat for a whole day. I guess I guess or something like that. Yeah, like it's just all in your head. Like it's it's not really anything big. Like nobody (laughs) really cares about it. It's just your mind, you know. Okay, the rule of the church for fasting is to consume only one full meal on that day, if necessary, to maintain one strength. Two additional meals may be taken as long as the two additional meals may do not equal one meal. Code of canon law. Okay, <laughs> water does not break the fast. The rule of fasting in uh, the rule of life is simply that prescribed by the church. However, the ideal for which we should strive, handed down by tradition, 
is to take only one full meal a day, uh, not before noon. Individuals are encouraged to do this more than are encouraged to do more than this minimum, if this if their health permits. <laughs> the official fasting of the church, you know, is actually is one meal in that day, but for people who are like weaker <laughs> and softer or whatever or have health issues and they allow well, two extra. I I guess meals. also like if you're doing a lot of work, right? Yeah. Um, so they're allowed to eat two extra meals that don't equal a meal. I'm not sure how you do that, but... That doesn't make sense. I don't know. Anyway. Like, for example, like, like, if you eat... Because, like, one banana, eating one banana isn't, like, a meal, right? I don't think so. So, what about two bananas? Is that a meal? Because if you Mom, add... Because if you eat one meal and then two bananas, one in the morning, one in the night, does mom, that equal one meal? Our mom eats banana yeah. with milk. That's it. That's all she eats for a meal. <laughs> Days and seasons of penance. From the beginning of the church, Christians have practiced penance not only as individuals, but also as a community. Back together. Setting aside times and days when the whole body of Christ unites to express its repentance. That's pretty cool. <laughs> In the early church, all Christians were obliged to fast on Wednesdays and Fridays. By the 4th century, Lent had become an established tradition and a mandatory time of... Fasting and abstinence in preparation for Easter. So early on, the season of Advent was introduced, like Lent, as a season of penitential preparation for the Feast of Christmas and with the same rules of fasting. In this same early period of the church's history, the custom also took root of fasting on the eaves, of, on the eaves or vigils of the other great feasts in the liturgical year. So, <clears throat> so, like, this so, ba is, this so back then... Everybody would um, fast every single day of Lent. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's, that's mm -hmm. tough. And throughout the year, the whole oh, and yeah, throughout, yeah, yeah. and throughout the, the whole, whole year, year, it was Wednesdays and Fridays, uh, fasting and abstinence. That's Until 1966, it was the universal law of the church that all the faithful, all the faithful, were to fa fast and abstain from meat every day during Lent. Advent and the vigils of certain feasts, and all Fridays abstinence from meat was to be observed. In the year the Holy Father, Pope Paul the Sixth, in his apostolic, apostolic letter, Poenipitimini, Poenipitimini, Declared? Declared that Catholics would no longer be obliged to fast except on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. No, moreover. Oh, moreover, the bishops of each country would now be free to allow the faithful to eat meat on Fridays outside of Lent if they substituted another penance. The purpose of this change was to allow the faithful freedom to choose penances that would be more meaningful to them than fasting and abstinence. It was never the intentions of the church to ignore the customs of the past. The catechism clearly teaches this. And I quote. The seasons and days of the penance in the course of the liturgical year Lent and each Friday in memory of the death of the Lord are intense moments of the church's penitential practice. These times are particularly appropriate for spiritual exercises, penitential liturgies, pilgrimages as signs of penance, Voluntary denial, self-denial, such as fasting and almsgiving and fraternal sharing, charitable and missionary works. 
Catechism of the Catholic Church. Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 1438. So basically, until 1966, the entire year, every Wednesday and Friday, you had to fast and abstain. But in Lent... It was all the days. Every day except for Sundays, right? I'm not sure. I don't know. And they weren't even allowed to eat fish. Um, it was only if the bishop allowed. Dang. What if you had a, like, strict bishop? <laughs> no, yeah, back then, look, back then there was no dairy allowed during Lent. That's good for you because you're lactose intolerant. <laughs> so there was no dairy, no meat, no... Fish. Air conditioner. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, no dairy, no meat, no fish. Well, fish is meat. Yeah, fish is pretty much meat, but only if allowed by a bishop back then of the diocese and... No eggs. And no eggs. But... One thing, I don't understand. So eggs, why, do they, why do they take away eggs and butter and Maybe, just dairy products? Know. Eggs are really good. So that's <laughs> <laughs> food ever, though. Anyway, so um, we were only you were only uh, you were only allowed to eat like vegetables, I guess fruit and bread, mm-hmm. um, grains, and just plant-based products or beer. plants. And beer and wine. Or drink beer and wine. But yeah, drink beer, beer and wine. And wine? <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. if anything, should adults be taken away? People, I'm pretty sure people have an obsession with beer and wine way more than eggs. I guess. <laughs> so anyways, but then they took that off in 1966. And throughout all Fridays of the year, now the bishops were free to take off the um, abstaining from meat wow. on Fridays. So, basically, everyone took it off. <laughs> yeah. And I guess they, they want you to just do an, a penance to substitute, but almost nobody even knows about it. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think I've heard any bishop saying, hmm, you should fast on Fridays or... Fridays. <laughs> or, like, I don't know. Yeah, I've never he- heard that from a bishop. Like, you know, guys... Every Friday, you gotta offer up something. Like I've I know, never heard that. that's like that's no, because Fridays are a penitential time in the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's throughout the whole year. Well, actually, it says right here. I don't know, what this says, but like, well, if a Friday falls on a solemnity, then you you don't need to fast mm-hmm. yeah. or abstain for me. Moreover, when the American bishops determined the rules that would govern Catholics in this country, they also clearly stated, of the many penitential seasons which at one time or another have entered the liturgical calendar of Christians who on this point have preserved the holy tradition of their Hebrew spiritual ancestors, three have particularly survived to our times. Advent, Lent, and the vigils of certain feasts. Okay, well, therefore, us Catholics, in order to be faithful to the intentions of his, of the Pope and bishops, observe the seasons of Advent and Lent as times of fasting and penance. It is left to individual uh, Christians to decide how they will fast during these seasons. Taking seriously this admonition of our bishops... Quote, for all other weekdays of Lent, we strongly recommend participation in daily Mass and a self-imposed observance of fasting. End quote. So basically, now we're we're free. <laughs> now we're now they want us to pretty much impose fasting on ourselves and our family. But that makes it harder. I mean, there's only one good thing that we, I guess we would receive more merit if we yeah. did the same penance as before. I guess. And because with, it would be like, by, like for me, it's like, it's easier. Like if somebody tells me, oh, you have to fast like this and like that, or you have to do this for penance. Like, it's easier for me to like follow that. And instead of like me looking at myself and being like, you know, you're, 
super lazy or something. So I think you should do this penance, which will make you not lazy. But that's the thing is it's, like it's hard because it's like because you know you have you, the possibility it, of taking it off you. You like, need someone to look at you and look at your defects. Someone with authority, exactly. As a priest, and so that they can, that, so that they can uh, prescribe you like proper um, the direction. Oh yeah, no, 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 the proper penances that you need. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because if you look at yourself, like like you looking at yourself especially like like how um because of uh, concupiscence we tend to like uh look at ourselves um not in a bad way but like you know like self-conscious way no 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 like um what's the word oh yeah in a prideful way like um you won't really see all your of your defects you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you're so blind like, to that so it's hard to like it's hard to look at yourself and be like, okay, I need to do this penance and that penance. Even though it's important to do that. Yeah. But I'm saying it's easier if somebody just tells me what to do. Okay, so the bishops also address the nature of Friday as the weekly day of penance. Quote, uh, Friday itself remains a special day of penitential observance throughout the year. A time when those who seek perfection will be mindful of their personal sins and the sins of mankind, which they are called upon to help expiate in union with Christ crucified. So... It says a time when those who seek perfection, well, that should be all Catholics, all yeah. Christians, all well, all humans. That's true. That should be everybody. So it's sort of, I mean, if I was a bishop or whatever, I would say this is a time for all Catholics. Because when you say for those who seek perfection, and well, technically it's for everybody, but it, make, it makes it seem like it's one group of the church or something like that, you know? But it should be everybody. To be mindful of our personal sins and the sins of mankind and... And feel called and be called to help expiate in union with Christ crucified. And the next quote Friday should be in each week something of what Lent is in the entire year. For this reason, we urge all to prepare for that weekly Easter that comes with each Sunday by freely making of each Friday, sorry, of every Friday, a day of self denial and mortification in prayerful remembrance of the passion of Jesus Christ. Okay, so since Friday is one day of the week that's sort of like Lent, then we should um, sacrifice and do more penance on that day. So basically, it's saying like to look towards Sunday. Oh yeah, I've oh, done yeah. That. I've done that before. Where that's, like, that's actually you know, look, I've had experience where I look to a specific day in the week. It makes you. Makes you strive, yeah. It makes you yeah, have a goal. Exactly. It makes you strive for it. You know what I mean? You're like, nope, nope, no, 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 no. Tomorrow, I'm gonna get to do all of this. You know what I mean? I'm gonna gobble yeah, like, everything. Like, like for example, <laughs> like for example, like I don't know, maybe, maybe it's like Thursday night. You're like, oh, tomorrow's Friday, and it's like, oh wait, and then like in. In three days, it's going to be Sunday. Anyways, when you look towards Sunday, you're like, okay, I really want to uh, to receive Holy Communion in the best state that I can. I want to be the most prepared that I can be. So that can maybe that can give you some inspiration for like yeah. Friday. Like, okay, today's Friday. It's uh, the day that Christ died or the day that we remember that Christ died. So I'm going to do my best on this Friday of the week, every week, um, to do penance and then so that when Sunday comes, I can, um, you know, receive communion. 
Well. Worthily. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's the word okay. that I'm missing. Okay. Desha, yeah, do the next one. <laughs> Among the works of voluntary self-denial and personal penance, which we especially commend to our people for the future observance of Friday, even though we bring, we hereby terminate the traditional law of abstinence binding under the, under the pain of sin as the sole prescribed means of observing Friday, we give first place to abstinence from flesh meat. Pastoral statement on penance and abstinence. So, um, so right there is pretty much saying like, even though we're going to get rid of this rule, we still want you to do this. <laughs> or even though it's like saying, okay, don't kill people. So even though we're going to not send you to jail if you kill someone, don't do it. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, yeah. It's a weird example. But I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously it's an extreme example, but you could sort of see like, you know, why guess, it's sort I of weird. Comparison. It's sort of weird. But anyways, but no matter what intention they had, we still know that Fridays and Lent are a time of penance and prayer. Mm-hmm. So... We should abstain from meat. Um, I mean, obviously, now we have the choice to do whatever we want. It's not like now we have to do what the early church did. But That's the thing, to... is, that, is that the church does say that we have to do some sort of penance on Friday. Like, we yeah. have to, right? Oh, yeah, every Friday of the year, we have to. Of the but, year, folks, the but, year. And it's venial sin if we don't, or? Uh, I think so. It is? We don't but know but nobody sure. knows about that. Like, nobody, nobody knows. knows. Like, yeah, the church... The church it, the church tells us that we need to sacrifice something every Friday of, of every week. Might as well be meat. Yeah, it says that right there that they give first place to meat. So, like, if you're thinking the first thing, it should be meat. But then if, for some reason... And you if know, you're a vegetarian, then your sacrifice is to eat meat on Fridays. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but... Or vegans. N- no, vegans but, go even but remember, since we're doing the rule of life, the rule of life is to not eat meat on all Fridays of Lent. Unless it's a solemnity or... A day of obligation or something like that, then we don't. Uh, then we're allowed to eat meat of Lent or the year. The year. You said Lent. I said Lent. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess Lent too. Well, yeah. Well, but the, but for sure. Oh, but Lent on the Fridays. On Lent, no. if you if you eat meat on Fridays of Lent. Yeah, that's a venial sin. Yeah, that's a venial sin. Well, actually, unless it's a solemnity. Oh yeah. 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 Unless it's a solemnity, but still, uh, besides that exception, um, all Fridays of Lent, if you eat meat on a Friday of Lent. Knowing that you know you're not supposed to, then it's a venial sin. Yeah. But on 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 Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, it is a mortal sin if you eat meat and if you don't fast. But like I say, when you're 13, like me, I'm fasting. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a good time to start fasting because that's when the f- sins of the temptations of the flesh start coming in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you know, you need to. Yeah, run like you. Well, yeah, 11, 12, 13. I'm 13. In order to be faithful to the guidelines of the bishops. Us Christians, uh, we should observe abstinence for meat on all Fridays of the year. Moreover, Christians are encouraged to make Fridays their day of fasting, although if this is impossible, they may choose another day. So, But it's better to have it on Friday because it's supposed to be a penitential day on Fridays. But you don't, it doesn't need to be there. But f- for sure, it's abstain from meat on Fridays. Well, yeah, because on Friday, it's, uh, you know, um, our Lord died on Friday. So well, yeah. it's a very penitential day. Prayer. As the church teaches, prayer can also be considered a form of penance. In Catholic tradition, some devotions have become associated with penance, in particular the seven penitential psalms. Psalms 6, 31, 37, 50, 101, 129, 142. Okay? 
The Sorrowful Mysteries of the Rosary, The Way of the Cross, and The Chaplet of Our Lady of Sorrows, you know, are also um, forms of devotions that you can do for penance. Through these, sac through these exercises, we are united in our intentions and our imagination to the sufferings of our Lord. If we are to keep alive in us the spirit of repentance, which means, sorry, which gives meaning to our physical penances, we must meditate on our Lord's sacred passion, which is the model of Christian penance. The Sorrowful Mysteries of the Rosary, the Way of the Cross, and the Chaplet of Our Lady of Sorrows, and the Seven Penitential Psalms can be a way um, to help us to meditate on the on the Lord's passion, to be able to um, incite. Or how do you say insight in us? Sorrow for our sins. Sorrow for our sins and repentance. Well, yeah. So, yeah, that, those prayers can be um, good to to meditate on. To meditate on. Works of charity. That works of charity are powerful as penance for sin is clear from Scripture too. Okay. Quote. Above all, hold unfailing your love for one another, since love covers a multitude of sins. It's conformity with the scriptures. The church teaches that the works of charity are even more powerful than bodily penance for the expiation of sin. Helping those in material need is therefore a priority of our, of the church. Christians are expected to assist in these projects. Even those who are not able to contribute money can contribute their own time and effort. Moreover, we should never neglect the needs of our own brothers, but be ready to assist each other in so far as we can. Uh... Oh, I forgot to say the um, the Bible quote is from First Peter, chapter four, verse eight. Above all, hold unfailing your love for one another, since love covers a multitude of sins. What does that mean, Joshua? That love, I guess, in a sense, could expiate for those sins committed by us and others. Oh, that's what it's saying. What okay. What does expiate mean? It means like to. Because when you commit a sin, even though you go to confession, it's forgiven. You still have to pay the price oh, the for the sin. So even though the guilt, so even though the, even though the guilt for sin is is forgiven, there's still the punishment of sin. Yeah, exactly. So when when you do acts of charity, then that's another way to expiate for the sins that you've committed. So now other expressions of interior conversion, aside from fasting, prayer, and almsgiving, the catechism reminds us that there are other works that are expressions of interior penance that we should be eager to practice. Conversion is accomplished in the daily life by gestures of reconciliation, concern for the poor, the exercise and defense of justice and right, by the admission of faults to one's brethren, fraternal correction, but revision of life, examination of conscience, spiritual direction, acceptance of suffering, endurance of persecution for the sake of righteousness, taking up one's cross each day and following Jesus the surest way of penance. Catechism of the Catholic Church. Uh, paragraph 1435. So there are many other ways to express interior conversion. And one of that ways, you know, to help us change, like David was talking about, that you need somebody outside, like somebody that's not you, obviously, Some, to look at you, look at your life, and tell you what you need to change. Somebody maybe, with authority. Maybe like go you to said. a good priest. Yeah, and, you know, for spiritual direction. A good so, priest. Yeah, because that way you could actually, like, you know, first of all, you're humbling yourself by having to go to Exactly. A spiritual director. So and, you, and you have to tell him everything about or, yourself. Or like he asks you, do you pray? And you're like... Or he asks you, like, what video games you like to play? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> 
Hey, Call, not, do you it, play Call of Duty? So another penance for our times is to fast and abstain from entertainment and media and media of communication or social media. <laughs> Give up YouTube. Oh wait, except for the Koji podcast. <laughs> Give up Instagram. Except for the Koji, um, <laughs> Koji account. Yeah. <laughs> give up, give up Spotify. Except for um, the Koji podcast. Koji podcast Dude, on Spotify. what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, look. So it's good to to fast from these, from everything, even if it's something as good as a Catholic channel, such as mine, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> but because there are people who want it, that like, we've even heard people who say that listening to a a preacher or priest speaking is prayer, <laughs> but that's that's dumb. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, it's like it's, well, it's that's dumb. It's one thing to to pray and to listen to somebody talk about God. Yeah, and although like, oh, I'm really feeling this preacher. Oh, it sounds so wonderful. You're not praying. You're not doing penance. So yeah, but it's good. No, it's good to I mean, listen. It's good to listen to talks, but I mean, like especially my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's why obviously it has its place, but we still need penance and prayer. We can't go back to it. Well, you don't have to give up. No, yeah, watching, but maybe limit it, moderate it. Yeah, limit it. Well, you know, moderate. like like if it becomes a thing where like oh, instead of praying, I'm listening to talks. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Listen to one talk or whatever. And then pray a bunch. Yeah. No, and also your your state in life. You have to be doing your the obligations of your state in life. Your duty, your everyday duty. If it's distracting you from prayer and your everyday That's true. duty in That's this, true. In, what do you call it? <laughs> I just said it right now. In your state of life, then it's a problem. Obviously, but obviously it's a good thing in itself to listen to talks and stuff like that is a good thing. But we cannot forget our state in life, our obligations, and. Prayer and penance. Just when it comes to screen time, make sure that it's not, um, is not taking away time from things that you have to do. Yeah. And also spiritual reading, one of the other rule, things in one the of the of parts life. of the rule. Of life. Yeah. So spiritual reading sometimes it takes away from spiritual reading. I've heard of people. I mean, well, even me too. That you re- we replace, listen to somebody talk for spiritual reading. Which well, some- yeah. I mean, what's better than listening to what Jesus is saying? On a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like scripture? Yeah, like scripture. Yeah, yes, because like, we also have to have our time to to read for either from the lives of the saints or the Bible or, you know, the catechism or something like that, you know? Yeah. But let's be honest. When you're praying, what are you thinking about? You're thinking about the last episode of I don't know what. Or you're like, or you're, or you're like thinking of that song that you were listening to earlier. Yeah. Yeah, because wh- when you are... Watching more videos and watching more TV, going on social media and more, your mind is filled more and more with those things, mm-hmm. even when you're praying. So, that's why it's a good thing to moderate it because... To abstain from it and moderate it. Yeah, because... I think it's harder to moderate it. Yeah, it's, it's harder, harder to be like, oh, just just, just this episode, but then you're like, <gasps> the cliffhanger, whatever. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> for me, I mean... I mean... I mean... <laughs> sorry. It's but to be honest... just to like... Not yeah. do it at all. I mean, it, it depends not, on... Maybe not for the rest of your life. Uh, it it depends on on yourself. But, like, for me... Yeah. For me, I'm that kind of person who's like... Okay, either I'm going to completely get myself rid of... I mean, rid of it for this amount of time. Or I'm not going to do it. Or, I, or I'm just going to not fast from it or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
That I mean, that's just the kind of person I am. It's either I go all the way in, or I don't go in at all. Heaven or hell. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, like, limit screen, screen time. And I would say, especially for Lent, give up, like, Instagram or Wait. YouTube or whatever whatever you're watching mostly. Get rid of that thing for, for Lent. And then after Lent, get um, don't don't use it on Wednesdays and Fridays, whatever it is, YouTube or uh, I don't know what else. And 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 while we're at the topic, like we should mention um, what is it? Moderate like uh, limited um, video gaming. Oh well, yeah. Oh yeah, video because video games honestly to me they're better than television. <laughs> I mean that's just to me, you. But. <laughs> well, yeah, like as a as a rule for our house, you know that our parents have put is that we only we're only allowed to play on on Saturdays. Hey. <laughs> we're only allowed to play on Saturdays, and like for what, and only an hour, uh, an hour and a half. No, an hour. Hour? You maybe you do an hour and a half. But they only allow us okay one day a week for an hour. That's a good way to keep yourself detached from it. Oh yeah. Cause I remember that before we would like play every single day for as long as we want, wanted <laughs> to. Yeah. But then our parents realized like we're being dumb. Okay, <laughs> we gotta change this. <laughs> That's <laughs> the thing though. When you play video games, when you listen to music, when you're watching TV, what are you doing? You're just pleasing yourself, and and um, and that, there's just hours and hours of like you getting what you want. You're when getting, you want it. Yeah, when you. Because now you can have instant pleasure from it. You know, <laughs> just by turning on the YouTube. Netflix or whatever the heck. Music is a big thing. Big I thing. Think music That's is a big thing. Like, thing. like people because, don't people because don't realize now, how much music they listen to. No, because you could listen to it wherever now, especially with the AirPods. How much you listen, and also like when you're doing something, they just have their little AirPod on one of their on one of the sides, on one of their ears. Yeah, like so you, that you can't see the other or like whatever. You, you can't, you can't even, um, like you can't do one simple thing without getting pleasure while you're doing it. Like, listening to music, you know what I mean? So you're always seeking pleasure, even if it's in music. And music is a big thing. Like, music, yeah, yeah, music yeah, is I, a big source of I, pleasure. And, I mean, music is good. But when you accustom yourself to, like, getting pleasure when and how you want it... That's when it's like... That's not um, good for self-discipline. It's not good for self-denial. Yeah, but, hold on. Because people do not realize how much pleasure music gives them. When you take when 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 they take it away when they try to do it they're like, oh man I really want to listen to music like I really yeah really want to. Well, what happened to me? Because I I would like listen to music while I was doing school, and then like I gave up music, and I found that it was hard for me to do my school with music, without oh music. without music. When, it's like, what, like when I didn't have music I couldn't even do it because I was just so like you were so used to having that pleasure exactly yeah it's like and, and that's yeah. that's why it's a good thing for parents. To get kids not used to getting pleasure right away so that when they're older, they already have that habit or that um, disposition to not have that pleasure. Because once you get, like, when you're younger and you get accustomed to having whatever you want, whenever you want it, you know, as fast as, you know, instantly, then that's a bad thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So for parents, like, try to limit these things as much. I mean, obviously, your kids need to... um, it's okay for them to have these things, but try to limit, you know, teach them to moderate at a, at a young age. Or, you know what? I actually suggest, I highly suggest listening to Gregorian chant on Spotify. Like, I'm not even joking. Well, here, well it's, what, what we're talking about is that 
is that before, right, um, in the early church, well, I don't know how, how I don't know how early in what years, but every Wednesday and Friday of the whole year, right, mm-hmm. that you would sacrifice something. Well, I say, sacrifice music. Oh yeah, on Wednesdays and on Fridays. Wednesdays and Fridays. Mm-hmm. Just it's just two days out of your week. I mean, when 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 you don't listen to music for one whole day, um, especially to those who really really like music, let's see how much pain it gives you, and that's how that's how how you'll know how attached you are to it. And other forms of penance have come to us from the tradition of the church and her saints, such as wearing hair shirts or silicia silicia. Are taking the discipline and penitential processions, while they were at one time universally practiced, the, these forms of penance have become less well known. Nevertheless, Catholics would be wrong to ignore or belittle these penances as belonging to the past. In many parts of the world, con- Catholics continue to practice them, and with good reason, since they were used by so many great saints: Saint Francis of Assisi, Saint Rose of Lima, Saint Teresa of Avila, and Saint John of the Cross, Saint John of Mary Vianney. The three little children of Fatima, Lucia, Jacinta, and Francisco, Saint Jose Maria Escriva, Pope Paul VI, and Saint Paul, uh, Saint Pope John Paul II, all these and many more famous and holy men and women of the Church use hair shir- shirts, disciplines, and other means to mortify the flesh and do penance. So, using the disciplines with that means is actually whipping yourself <laughs> with but, a cord. Yeah, just you have to but, ask uh, your spiritual director for that. Yeah, which we're gonna get into a little bit uh, later on, but. Yeah, especially with hair shirts, disciplines, and, you know, things that actually physically mortify the flesh, you know, by your direct. Also, you need to ask for your spiritual director and be obedient to your spiritual director because they know what's what's better for you. Make sure you get a good spiritual director. Yeah, you got to get a good one. Like, like Norbertine? A good priest. Yeah, Norbertine for sure. FSSP. Fathers of Mercy? Father of Mercy. I don't know. However, the church has always insti- insisted that penances be blessed by obedience to one's superior. This is to ensure that penance does not become exaggerated or harmful to one's health, and that it does not become a source of pride and vainglory, which would be empty, which would empty penance of meaning. For this reason, if a Christian wishes to perform any penances beside the common pr- penances of fasting and abstinence, he must ask permission of the chaplain or priest, or, or spiritual director. The spiritual director will be careful to moderate any additional penance performed by the by the Christian with care for both their physical and spiritual well-being. Okay. Is it me? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> the, spirit the spirit of penance is also expressed through a simple lifestyle. It is fitting that penitents, such as Christians of the church hope to be, imitate the poverty and simplicity of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, though he was God, chose to live as a poor working man like in in our, in our food our clothing our material possessions we should not seek what is luxurious fashionable or singular rather we should be content to what is to have what is sufficient to our, for our needs giving thanks always to our father from whom all good things come so wait what is this paragraph saying saying that we must be we could uh, the spirit of penance can also be expressed through a simple lifestyle so like not wanting the second and third cars, like not wanting to buy, just being content with the car that you have. Yeah, and it would also help you like economically. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like you know, people want like to have these luxurious things, but like they get themselves bankrupt or whatever. Penance and one's state in life. 
Finally, a fundamental point to be well understood by all who practice penance is that penance must always be considered in the context of one's personal capacities and one's state of life. The term state of life means the various circumstances which determine one's obligations, whether one is married or single, for instance, or a father of a family. A person who is sick or elderly, for instance, may be unable to fast as, a, as much as a stronger or younger man. Someone who is married and must support a family may not have as much time to devote to personal prayer and to works of charity as a single man. Differences such as these must always be considered before one undertakes to do penance. So remember, like we said, our state in life and our obligations of our state in life. So, or for example, you're or, like, or you're a guy, a husband, but you just stay at the church praying for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but you never come home. You're like, you're like, I'm so holy. Oh. Oh. But, but your job is to lead your family, right? So, if you do your job better, that's going to make you holy. Okay, a common mistake of Christians who are moved to fasting, prayer, and works of charity is that they undertake too much. They may find that their fasting makes them unable to work as hard as they need to or makes it unduly hard for them to concentrate that they may find that many works of charity or other pious activities that they have chosen to do leave them too little time to be with their families or even to rest sufficiently. It must be remembered then that the first obligation we have as Christians to, is to fulfill the duties that come to us from our state of life. Our obligations to those who depend on us and therefore our responsibility to maintain our our health physically, mentally, and emotionally, so as to fulfill these those obligations. Penance must be accommodated to these basic duties, otherwise it becomes an obstacle to them doing God's will for us. Dang. So like the example that we gave, if a husband is there for 24 hours a day, even though that's a good thing in itself, to pray in adoration, you're not doing your, your basic duties in life. Yeah, he's not going to yeah. work. Your your children are starving. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so yeah, that's what, that's what it's pretty much saying. So you gotta look at your life and you know probably go to a spiritual director, ask him what you need to do exactly in your life because he can more easily look at your life. Or like if there's like if look if, at your if, life if <laughs> look at your life through heaven's eyes. Heavens, eyes. They don't see it like that. Anyways, so what we're so look. If a priest is part of an order that is dedicated to, like, prayer and penance and staying inside a monastery, like a monk, right? And they're like, no, but I want to go evangelize or whatever. But it's like, you, you signed up for this. Like, unless a superior tells you to. Yeah, unless your superior tells you to. But this is the will of God for you. You know, you can't just, like, oh, all of a sudden I want to go evangelize. Or if you're married and you're like... Had this urge to become a priest, and then you just leave your family, and <laughs> you know, like no, you can't do that. You have your family there. You must stay there and be it's a like, good. It's like it's like good the story of Coco right there. It's like yeah. you, yeah, exactly. Like if you're married, you're like, you know, I think I'm called to become a priest. And which actually, married, it's, it's like, crazy because like, that's actually no. a very common thing. Yeah. But when weird. that happens, it's because God is calling you. It, he gives you that desire. So that you you can become holier, you know. But you know, or you know, God gives us certain desires for things, even though He doesn't want us to do it. He He lets us have those desires so we can do our job better. 
Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense for you guys, but okay. Questions for review. Number one: What is essential if our outward acts of penance are to have spiritual value? Okay. So. Okay. Well, it's. Well, yeah, but like, it's repentance. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. So and being it, in the state it. of grace. Yep. There we go. Because if you don't have, if you're not in the state of grace, the same grace that Christ bought for us on the cross. The same grace that makes our works worthy in God's sight for expiating our sins. If you don't have that state of grace, then nothing you do has any merit and will expiate for our sins. So, we must have state of grace and repentance. So, it must not be for any, for pride or vain or vanity. You know, somehow that happens to you. Because it's easy to to become prideful for fasting and, you know, things like that. So, you got to have those in check. And so, repentance is... You're sorry for what you did out of love for God. Okay, number two. What are the three categories of penitential acts? Okay. Talking to me? Any. I don't know. Remember? <laughs> Prayer, Prayer. Fasting. Absolutely. Uh, and almsgiving. Oh, oh, Prayer, that's true. fasting, and almsgiving. Okay, number three. What is the rule of fasting as defined by the church? As in, what days does the church oblige to fast, and what days are we obliged to abstain from meat? Okay. I think it's so, obvious. Fridays... No meat. Um. You mean no, no, but okay. Whoa. Wait. Well, well, right now the rule of fasting in the church. Well, first of all, the rule is that it's one meal. That's the fasting. Yeah. Um. But so if you're one too meal a day, week, then you, you can eat two other meals <laughs> that, that don't, don't equal, equal a meal. meal. But yet you're calling those a meal. So <laughs> it's like. I don't know. <laughs> or whatever, it's like three but meals. <laughs> okay, like, but suppose one, but, one meal. And then two small meals, but they're still meals, right? I mean, like... So, yeah, so it's that. But Unless then, you eat, like, what? one cornflake in the morning, and then another cornflake in the night. But what days does the church oblige us to fast? Like, right now. So that's Ash, Ash Wednesday, Wednesday. And all the Fridays of Lent, except if it's a solemnity. No, that's only abstaining. Abstaining for me. Oh, did you say fast? Or yeah, abstaining? so fasting. for fa- the rule of fasting, the days that we're supposed to fast, the Wednesday church obliges to fast is Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, which are under pain of mortal sin. Mortal sin. Mortal. Okay. Mortal. And what mortal. What days are we mortal. obliged to mortal. abstain from meat on, you know, throughout the year in Lent? Well, in Lent, it's all the su- all the Fridays in Lent Ash and Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the year, we are called to... Either abstain from me or do another act of penance throughout all the Fridays of the year. Yep. But in their rule of life, we're co- we're gonna be ch- we're gonna fast uh, fast and abstain from me all Fridays of the year, yep. unless it's solemnity or something like that. Number four, name some other forms of penance practiced in the church: hair shirts, processions, uh, disciplining yourself, coil whipping, putting your, yourself in timeout. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but also, but remember, those are you have to talk to your spiritual director, and then and then there's other ones like stop your YouTube, stop your Instagram. Yeah, if yeah. you're so fat, older, stop abs- Facebook. Moderate fast and abstain from. Well, I mean, well, moderate. Uh, music, not- music is a big thing. Oh yeah, social media, music, social media, music, TV, video YouTube, games. video games. So video those are the things. And video games. Yeah. Video games. Music, video games, movies, shows, especially the immoral shows. Operas. <laughs> Operas. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. So yes, focus on your state of life. So what is the resolution for this podcast? Obviously, to do prayer and penance, 
but what more specifically? You know what? Resolution for this. Since the state of grace is necessary, then go to confession. Go to, oh, yeah, go to confession this week. Actually, that's good. Especially if you're in the state of mortal sin, obviously. So that all your penances and prayers of this Lent will be meritorious. That they will have value yeah. in the eyes of God. Okay, this was Ko the Koji Podcast episode 11. Uh, the Rule of Life Penance Part 2. Oh, actually forgot one more announcement. Koji Podcast is on Spotify and the Apple uh, Podcast. So go and check them out. Go subscribe on the Apple Podcast. Go follow on Spotify. It's the or K-O-G-E Podcast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, make sure to go check that out. And for those listeners... We love you. And for those watching on YouTube, we're also on YouTube. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, for those on Spotify and listening to this, we also have a YouTube, which I'm pretty sure you found out about this by YouTube, but whatever. Um, so, yeah. A like, share, and subscribe, and comment down below because I never receive comments. I'm just kidding. Show the podcast to your friends, to your cousins, to your brothers, to your, your brothers, to your sisters, and your, your liberal nephews, <laughs> <laughs> and your liberal. Show it to your liberal aunt, to your enemies, to your friends, to your. Bullies. I remember everything you learn here. To your pet lizard. Share it. Everything you learn here, you gotta share it. Evangelize. Oh yeah, help the podcast so, grow, please. All right. Uh, thank you for watching, and God bless. God bless. <laughs> okay, I think that was an unquote. We did not die today. If you liked this episode and want to see our beautiful, handsome faces, then go to our YouTube channel, Koji Fruits, where you can see us in HD perfection. See you next time.